Sade. Can you handle this? Isabella, can you handle this? I, I don't think, think you can, can handle, handle this. this. Hey! This is Planned Spontaneity, where we have light, fun, honest conversation about life. So cheers! Cheers! Okay, so this is called kintsugi, which is a Japanese term for when a pottery has been broken and it's this process that they use where um, they, they put the pottery or let, let's say the cup back together in this process. And I think it's a really like arduous, long process that because they need to um, put it all back together and with the cracks, they fill the cracks with gold. So it's quite a beautiful, beautiful um, object. Anyway, so this is Kintsugi and it can be found in page 150. I needed him to remove all my grit, to smooth over all my edges, to balance out my chaos, to calm the turbulence. I needed him to show me the light in the dark. I needed him to be my knight in shining armor. I held him up so high on a pedestal of misconceptions. I needed so much. What I never saw or understood was that he needed me to bleed on my own. He needed me to fight through the darkness to claw my way out of my desolation, to cry out in frustration from my sorrow. He needed me to see that I am a warrior, that the answers were always within, that I didn't need a hero, not when I am my own hero. He needed me to see that I had enough power, enough fight to keep going. It was only there and then that the love could begin. A love not dependent on saving, but based on two people who have gone through the battle and know that the rainbow comes after the storm. Clapping sound all over. All over, all over. Yeah, clicking, everything. My clicking's not loud enough to pick it up. <laughs> well, guys, that's just one of the poems of Shade's new book. The silence that falls in between. So we are starting season four in a very different way to how we've been doing these um, these episodes, and that's for a very special reason. It's because our incredible Shadi has released her book, so you can get it on Amazon and you can read more of poetry like the one that she just read to us. So we thought today we would take the time to actually ask Shadi. Well, I would take the time to ask Shadi all the questions of the book and how it came about and how she's feeling and all of that. So, yeah, welcome to season four. Welcome to this season that it starts with a bang, with such a massive and incredible accomplishment that we celebrate together. And as you guys are family here with us, as we're sitting, well, as we talk here, it's like we're sitting together on a sofa or in the same room, uh, talking about the things that really matter in life and sometimes just fun and light things. I mean, why not? How could we miss such a massive accomplishment? So that's why we're taking the time in these episodes to discuss. 
So yeah, thanks to the beautiful Shade. <laughs> Our beautiful <Thank> author. <laughs> <laughs>
on furlough for quite a few. I, well, at that point, actually, I didn't know if it would be weeks if this whole national lockdown. Do you remember that sort of that day? Yeah. No, we didn't know. Is it weeks? Is it months? Or who knew? Um, but I was thinking to myself, so there is a chance that this month that I'm going to give myself, I remember actually this one clearly, I'm going to give myself the first month to just rest. And when I say rest, I mean, I'm not going to look for work or I'm not going, yeah, I'm not going to look for work. I want to see what comes out of this month or where I rest. Maybe I'll draw more, maybe I'll write more, maybe I'll do this and that. And then a few days later, just thinking to myself, I just realizing that if I don't write this book that I've had in my heart for a few years or a few months, however long it was, if I don't take this opportunity where there is space, there is no job to run, rush off to, there is no, I don't know, like I, whatever, the outside world, all those options seem to be on pause. So I was thinking if, if this is not the right time to write this book or start writing this book, then I'm not really sure if there will be a time like this to do it yeah yeah I see so you basically had like always the motivation to write more and then that kind of became clearer as time went by and as you did your master's and then right after you're giving such a great opportunity to take the time to actually explore that more and I think yeah it seemed like so well timed isn't so well timed and so good that the lockdown actually helped you to bring back a passion and and to make it flourish because I think that's what you did you know you took that passion yeah. and you thought okay I got this time now and I'll make the most of it I'll use this time to bring to bring this to life uh, yeah. so other people can benefit from it and I mean it's, it's just so great Shadi honestly so good yeah as a child did you did you think you're going to become a writer what, what, somebody... what sort of things did you think you would be when you like you know what are you going to do when you grow up type of question <laughs> <laughs> I don't really when I was younger I didn't really think about when I when I'm old I'm going to be this and that but I remember I remember this and I, I told, I've told you, I've told Isabella about this um, a few months ago where I went over to my mum's to pick up a few things. And from picking up a few things, I saw this little tiny <laughs> mini book that I'd written when I was, I think I was in primary school. Um, so I had like cut up A4 size paper and I had, like pierced the hole, so almost like the spine, and I used I used shoelaces to tie it to bind it together. Love it, it's love so it. Cute. It's so cute. I it's remember the front. Yeah, do it yourself. Yeah, I'll do my own book. Where are my shoelaces, Mum? That's exactly what I did. I, I really hope the shoelaces were clean because, oh. um, and I remember that the front cover, I got a highlighter, I just like coloured that, and I got a little pencil or pen and drew like little tiny, like a woman, I think, and I gave it the title and I put by Shade Teniola, and it's so cute. And I wrote this story 
that when I've gone back, when I've read it now, oh my goodness, it's uh, it's just really just awful. <laughs> I really like, I really like the fact that there, my younger self was almost not predicting, but you know, I was living out what I would later on go to do, and it was yeah. I just I think that's really cute and such a precious memory which I had spent many years well I hadn't even thought of that so it was somewhere in my memory and it wasn't until I saw that book that went what and also in, in the other discoveries were were just quite a few other uh like notebooks I had and I'd written down stuff and it's just yeah so there are traces many traces of me just saying, saying to the world, I want to be a writer, but without, but not having that sort of voice to say it because I didn't think, you know, parents do not, they don't, most parents, they don't go around telling their children, you know, be the, be an actor, be a writer, be a singer. You know, it's more like, okay, let's be practical. You need to be an accountant, you need to be a lawyer, you need to be a doctor, you know, very, very practical, stable corporate jobs, earn the money, have the house, blah, 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 blah. Whereas all the creative jobs, the chances of you having the house and the whatever, it's quite slim. So, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? They're more, I think they're more thought to be as hobbies, yeah. not, not as professions, not as career. And I mean, I guess during this time of lockdown, I mean, oh boy, how grateful we are for, for the arts, isn't it? For music, for books, for entertainment, for TV, for all of that. How podcasts. Wait yeah. week. <laughs> Love it. You know, let all the creativity flow. That's what keeps us moving. So it's yes. so good that you actually follow that passion, Shadi. And then now you can see like the little dots and you can kind of connect some of them and be like, oh, that's so, it's like actually really precious. I think it's really precious when you look back and you are like, ah, so that's what I was doing at that age. And look at where I am now. And it's, it's great when you reach that stage, I think, in life and in career that you realize, yeah, I'm being my true self and doing the thing I love doing. And that's- yeah. It's just very special. Um, I realized yeah. that um, we haven't actually said the name of your book and what what is it about? So can you tell us what's the name of your book? What is it about? And yeah, that was yes. everything. <laughs> uh, the name of my book is The Silence That Falls In Between. And it's a collection of poetry and I've divided it into four, four chapters. So there is, I, I felt it was really important to give a chapter, like give space for, you know, the loss. So whether loss could be grief or loss of identity or just any form of loss. And because I think that's something that really shapes our lives. And sometimes we don't really, speak about it and sometimes we don't really have the words to speak about it so I yeah so that chapter is me giving myself um almost like a, a room where it's documented and it's a reminder of the things that were important to me because I think so I, I look back on 
I would say I've looked back on, I look when I flick through the book, I would say a lot of the poems that I've written are now in the past and they're not, they're not how I feel now, but it's actually really, it's for me, it's actually quite nice to almost have an account of my sort of life story and what was really important because it, it was it was important to me it was so important that I needed to write it down it was so important that it was on my mind and there was something about that experience that led me to type it on my phone or type it onto my laptop wherever I typed it up or typed it or sorry uh, wrote it in my in my uh, note notebook so yeah so so there's that chapter so there's the one about loss then the second one is about, this is more like a, a, a slightly, some, there are some poems in the second chapter that can almost feel like loss, but it's loss, but it's also almost the turbulent feeling. So whether it's anger or feeling that you were robbed of something or feeling, um, yeah, whatever it might be. So, and, and it's called the storm because there are some emotions that feel like they're quite intense and quite destructive. But, and I think for me, whether you want, because I'm a type seven, because I'm an extra, whatever you label it is, for me, I didn't feel, doesn't mean I wasn't given the space, but I didn't feel as if I had the space to share those emotions or they didn't feel as if they were quite, you know, they weren't easily, uh, digestible you can't just walk into a room and just say I feel angry you know that changes the atmosphere and it's like oh great you know <laughs> oh let's 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 tackle this emotion so I think I think for me it's creating a space where it's not just the stories that are about joy and love and happiness and achievement that we speak about but it's also the feelings of chaos and of grief and anger yeah all those type of feelings to to give it space because I think I've always I think I have always needed that um I think I for a long time I didn't realize that I am an emotional person which it's so funny because now I hear myself saying that, but I, when I when I say that, I feel like it's my younger self saying, "I'm not an emotional person," but everyone is an emotional person, and I think this—I don't know what it is about society and just the world where emotion seems to be a sort of dirty words, like this swear words, and it needs to be something that is dismissed and. I have been described as being a stoic person and I agree I think I definitely that's definitely my personality um, and I like that about myself but I think sometimes I've carried that way I've taken that too far I haven't given myself the room to to feel my emotions and and that's come from me and that's come from that's come from a lot of sources and I think it's just not through any sort of ill intention, but I think a lot of the times, just turbulent emotion, as I want to call it, or hard emotions, it's just, it's a lot, it's something to be dismissed and, you know, toughen up, get on with it, 
you know, yeah. So I, I think for me, it was really important to the, fir those, the first two chapters, The Lost, The Storm, as they're called, it felt really important to give that room. And actually during the whole editing and all that process of rereading it and making sure that is this what I want to say? Am I happy with it? I actually remember, and even still now, there are some that I find really uncomfortable because to me, it sounds like it's like a whiny, moany, oh, so much lamenting, get over it. What's the big deal? Shush. Let's just like sprinkle a bit of joy on this. Oh my goodness. Why are you just like, I don't know, like Debbie Downer? And I think I, I was confronted by that because I realized how uncomfortable those type of emotions are for me. Even now, if I'm down and I was to talk to a friend, it feels like, oh my goodness, why am I being this person? So for me, having those two chapters is actually really precious because it, it's a, it acts as a reminder that I, I'm allowed to show up in all spaces, in all, just as I am, not just the smiley, happy-go-lucky Sade, but yeah, in all, yeah, in just, in, in all that I am. Um, and the third one is called The Memory. And that is, so all the, all, all, all three, so there's four chapters. So three of the, uh, three of the chapters are, more poetry and but apart from this third chapter the memory where I go into more of a storytelling and this is accounts from my own memory where I actually do I, I, I give I give space for to spell out what has happened in my life whereas the other ones can be some some poems from the other chapters are not actually necessary to do in my life story there've been observations from people who are close to me there've been impressions of i've had they have and some more well, most of them have been things that have happened to me um, whereas the memory this is quite it's not it's not really poetry there are a few maybe one or two poetries in that chapter but the other ones are more about okay the memories in my life that i think uh, that have shaped me and yeah shaped me into who I am and then the fourth one the last one is called the birth and this is this one is the one that I I just I think for me it's just so precious and I think it's because I am a type seven and they are slightly more positive <laughs> and and it, it's it's this, this chapter, the purpose of this chapter is to remind myself or to tell myself and to tell others or, or as a reminder or permission, whatever you want to call it, that if we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, to face the things in our past that have hurt us, that we, we will come out of it. So it's almost, and I think that's why it's called the birth, because it's not necessarily from the day we were born, but it's mainly, it's more as a, um, like, oh, what's the word? Not reawakening. But yeah, maybe a reawakening and yeah, coming out from the storm into a place where, and, and I say positive, I actually want to take that back. <laughs> um, it's, more, it's more of a, you've been through the storm, 
you know what life is, you know that life can be destructive, but now you hold joy. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that life is all rosy and you're running through the field of daisies and oh my goodness, the sun's always out. It doesn't necessarily mean that. It can mean that the storm will come again, but this time you now know who you really are because you faced, you, you conquered the last storm and now you're here. And if you can do it once, you can do it again. And then you'll do it again and again and again and again and again. And you get the story. So yeah, that's that's my book. That's so good, Chade. That's so good. I just can't help but think that what you just described there is it's the experience of life. It's highs and lows, but more lows than highs sometimes. And life can feel quite heavy. And I think during this past year for lots of people, it have felt it has felt particularly heavier during this time where we've been stuck indoors and with so much going on. And even now with things reopening, trying to process all these emotions that you just talked about, you know, the loss and, and the memory and, and all of that. It's just, yeah, it's all, all those feelings I feel are being brought up again because we are like, okay, yeah, we are free we can see people we can now do cautious hugs <laughs> <laughs> we can do all of this stuff but what about everything else that happened when am I gonna have the time to process those things and I think not not talking about it it's not a helpful way of processing things um but your book seems like it's the opportunity for people to process that because it's like the way you're talking about it sounds like it's a conversation with you and because it's poetry it's not heavy it's not heavy loaded it's not like you sit and you're there reading to that story and thinking oh my goodness like I got enough in my own life I don't need to you know anything else but because it's so gentle I think that's the beauty of poetry it's such a gentle way of connecting with people and letting people yeah I guess letting whatever they whatever we are reading there uh, means something to us, which will be completely different from one person to the other, but it's basing on the basic life experience or, or human experience of, of suffering, of overcoming, of love and loss, of, I, I guess, just the contrast, isn't it? The contrast that we have in life of, of joy and sadness, of um, the joy of restart, of birth, and then grief, on the other hand. So I think, yeah, Guys, get their book, The Silence of Holes in Between on Amazon. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Like you won't regret. Maybe that's exactly what you need for this season. I know for sure that it is what I need for this season to process my emotions and to know that, as you said, Shade, in your, in your last chapter, that there'll be a birth or maybe even a rebirth, a reawakening of just looking back and owning my journey, owning this story and making something beautiful out of the ashes you know out of of all the stuff that at the time it wasn't it wasn't pretty <laughs> but now I can yeah. do something with it that may bring healing to other people and I think that's what you've done that's what you've done with your book and it's so great that we now have the privilege of going through that journey with you and it's just amazing that you chose to share that with us because I think it will be healing for lots of people reading through those pages and feeling seen and heard. And as you said, you know, I think you said something like, I am allowed 
to go through these emotions. I am allowed to not be happy all the time. I am allowed to, to process, to take my time, to actually be moaning and just like complaining about the situation because they're horrible and we do need to complain about them and that's okay and being allowed that space. And I think what you're doing with your book is giving people that space as well to go through that. And I think, yeah, I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really can't wait. So yeah so good and I was going to ask where you get your inspiration and information from but I think you said that throughout your life you've been writing things and kind of collecting them is that is that right yeah yeah um that is that's that's true I would say from the age of I mean in terms of poetry oh actually to me I can't I uh, teenage years maybe I, I feel like I've always had a notebook and I've always been writing things down. I had a diary when I was younger, which luckily I've burnt. <laughs> Not burned, that's a bit weird. No, I just chucked in the bin, I didn't burn it. I ripped the pages because I was so embarrassed. I think I, I found it when I was 17 or 18 and I read through it and I was just like, I can't. I just couldn't deal with the 13 year old me that's just complaining about things that are, that are not, this is how I felt when I was 17, that are not important anymore. And I just remember being really embarrassed. I ripped it and then chucked it, the whole thing in the bin, which a part of me is a little bit sad about. I would love to know what 13 year old Sade had to say. Um, my inspiration for writing is, I was, so, things that have gone on in my, in my life and it sometimes but also sometimes I will be in conversation with friends and family and there is something about that conversation that makes me feel as if I need to write something like the com whatever it is so whether it's me picking up on the way they felt about their situation that would then make me write and sometimes it's a situation I've never been through but there was something about what maybe it's the choice of language that made me feel as if I knew exactly what they were experiencing so then I would write and sometimes it's in my uh, my own experiences like I've said um, my mum my mum's stories which I haven't really in this book I haven't really gone too much into but my mum and her life is just her life just so it's so fascinating and I think more recently I think since the book is really when I've, I've already written it um but now I feel as if I listen to her and I'm just inspired so I think I think really if I could just sum it up in a really short line I would get I guess I would say human emotion is is my inspiration um the thing also the things that are not really spoken about that often in my world mm. because there could be things that I feel like oh we don't speak about it but then someone's listening to this going my family now we're always talking we're constantly talking about grief and what would happen if one of us and I think that's that's actually a really amazing thing um but that's not my story. So it's almost, I, I'm really interested in the, in the stories that we don't really talk about. 
and yeah and sometimes I'm actually in this process there's some stories that we don't talk about that often that is so big that I need like 10 years just to sit with it and process it and also finding my voice in that subject and finding the confidence and also finding yeah I guess find just giving myself permission to speak about it and then some some of those things takes years because sometimes there are some things I'm just I just know in the in my core that I this is so important to me I want to talk about it then I get my laptop out and my fingers just hover above the keypad and I just can't I can't there I don't have the words I just know how I feel but even when I try and maybe one or two lines will come out and I look at it and I just think that doesn't even, it can't. It's so it's not that, so I know that now's not the time, but I know it's coming. Yeah, wow, Shadi, that's so good. I feel like I do need the time now to just digest what you just said because it's so true, so true. And I, yeah, it just makes me think about how the title of your book summarizes that so well so so well the silence that falls in between because that's exactly what happens yeah. isn't it as we go through yeah. the, the emotions we struggle with the words we don't know what yeah. to say we don't know how to put it out there sometimes we do want to process but we we don't have the vocabulary we don't have the language to get it out there and yeah. it's just that silence of you just being in that moment and allowing yourself to be in that moment and I think your book kind of gives the chance for people to do that, to be okay with not finding the, the words, the answers, but just reading and being like, okay, I feel seen. I'm not the only one. And that's okay. You know, it's part of this process or, or yeah, part of my journey and kind of like embracing that. So yeah, so, so, so good and precious actually. It's so precious. Um, I have one last question, but I wonder if you have anything else that you'd like to say to people uh, and I'll kind, yeah, then after you say, if you have something, then I'll, I'll bring my surprise question. <laughs> oh, this is a surprise question. I'm like, see, now I'm distracted by that. <laughs> I'm like, what? forget what I have to say. What's the surprise <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. You guys can see how I've never done lots of interviews before. So I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to tell you my last question. <laughs> No, that's great. It sounds like it, it almost feels like a great tactic that you use that you need to start using with everyone. You need to start interviewing loads of different people. And then this is all. That's, yeah, that's what you say at the end. Um, what do I want to say to Oh, This is a really spontaneous. <laughs> what do I want to say to people? Um, I guess I mean, this is fair because this is quite easy and it's nothing deep, but I think, and when I when I say this is what I want to say, people, I also this is what I also want to say to my like ten year old self or my seventy year old self. It's that it's okay to feel all the emotions that we feel. That I, we don't need to. We don't always. We don't need to bring that sort of happy side of us, and that if we can create the type of friendships where we can show up as we are from the happy to the anxious to the depressed to the whatever it might be 
yeah I think if we can sort of create those type of friendships then life is just slightly less lonely I think yeah that's what I want to say mm, so good yeah that's true yeah taking taking each emotion and spending yeah time with it isn't it rather than just disregarding it because it's not what we want to feel at that time and I think that's so good yeah okay time for my surprise question so what would you say is your interesting writing quirk <laughs> do you have an interesting oh. writing quirk <laughs> oh my goodness wow give me some examples <laughs> <laughs> well think like you know some people really like to write I think by the seaside and they feel like they don't have any inspiration unless they are the seaside. I would, I would love that option. <laughs> what did you say? I said I would love that option. <laughs> well, I live in London, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think now. Or they, they feel like they have the inspiration of why they are like, I don't know, in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Every time I go to the loo, it get. That's it. I get all inspired and I have to write. <laughs> Quirky one. That is wow. Um, <laughs> I wish I had that. Can I pretend that's my answer? <laughs> um, the loo one, the seaside one. <laughs> no, the loo one, because that's just funny. <laughs> I think my writing quirk is i think so, well no this isn't actually a quirk oh, uh, uh, uh. oh second, to... now now we want to know we want to know even if you don't think it's a quirk maybe for us will be so that's normally what happens with quirks <laughs> you yeah. Think, yeah everyone does that well you mean <laughs> don't <laughs> no I, I would say that um my writing quirk is that sometimes i suddenly get inspiration to write something and I almost have to um, zone everything out and focus on what it is that I want to say before it disappears but then I really that's not really a writing quirk that's just I think that's probably what most people do oh uh, I don't think I don't think so I think if you're not into writing you just wouldn't think about taking note of anything you yeah, just true. leave that moment and not yeah. think about it you know I, I, yeah. I like just writing, you know, because I like journaling and that doesn't happen to me. I don't, I don't think about writing until I have the moment to stop and write. It's not like I'm in the, you know, doing life and I'm thinking, oh, that would be something good to write about. Yeah. To me. Oh uh, yeah. Sometimes that happens. Or sometimes a friend is saying something and then they will say one word or one line and I suddenly go, oh, I'm going to write about that line. That word, that word. Yeah. So, okay. Is that a quirk? Uh, well, that I I think it is. I think it qualifies. <laughs> yes. Woo. I'm glad. <laughs> a good one. Now I'm worried. Anytime I talk to you, I'll be like, oh my goodness, you're going to write about me. <laughs> How do you know I haven't already? Ah! Oh no. <laughs> Should I be worried or happy? I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> guys, by the book, hey. find out. <laughs> It's on Amazon. Find the link on the description of this episode and find out if Charlie wrote something about me. Please tell me if it's something good or bad. 
But you won't, you won't know because I wouldn't say your name. You wouldn't know. It's very true, Shadi. Yeah. Oh my so I've got a dream about that now. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Shadi's right here about me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, Shadi, thank you so much for sharing such a uh, beautiful and special time of your life with us. Um, it takes courage, I think. It takes courage to share that um, in a book, but also here in this podcast, opening this side of you, of who you are with us. So thank you for that. And You're yeah, welcome. thank you. Thank you. That was such a great interview. This is it. This is what you need to do for the rest of your life. <laughs> Guys, I found my passion. I need to interview you. <laughs> <laughs> love it so yeah thank you guys for listening get that book link is in the description and yeah we can wait for the next one that's all folks come back next week for some more planned spontaneous chats <laughs>